welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Welcome. Welcome to episode 139. I'm talking today about the fear of doing things alone. This was another one of the big subjects that came up when I started asking everybody what is the one thing they needed to deal with right now. And that came up a lot. So we're going to talk about that. But know that you don't have to do this entire journey alone. And I am very soon opening the doors on the subscription membership at widowcoachingcenter.com. Go check it out. Get on the wait list so that I can alert you when we open the doors. The doors will only be open for a few days for people to get in there and buy subscriptions. And then I close the doors because I don't want to be having to talk about this all the time. I just want to serve my members. So get in there so that you can start this journey and doing it with all of us instead of going it alone. But let's talk about that fear of doing things alone, right? So I have had a lot of people ask about this. I've had a lot of people say to me, not people, a lot of widows say to me, how did you move and drive across the country alone? Like it's beyond their comprehension that I did that. Uh, There was a time it might have been beyond my comprehension, too, that I jumped in a car that's almost 20 years old and drove for four days from New York to Texas, sold my house in New York, drove to Texas, bought a house in Texas, and got moved in. And I will tell you how I did that. Here's what happens with the fear of doing things alone after your spouse passes away. You have to kind of go back to our basic biology, our basic chemistry, which has not evolved as fast as our society has evolved. We're still basically cave men and women in 21st century bodies, right? Our body, our mind reacts the same way it used to react when we lived in a cave, when there were wild tigers and poisonous snakes right outside our door. So the thought of going out alone, your body perceives as you are leaving the cave and there's probably a tiger there that is going to eat you. Your breathing changes. Your heart starts beating faster to move your blood faster through your body. Your pupils dilate open to take in more light so you can see immediately sharper. The body, the brain and the body is preparing for fight or flight. That is fear and that's anxiety about going outside of your house and doing anything alone. And it's a natural response. An overwhelming number of people in our society don't like to go do things alone because it feels fearful. 
because they get anxious about it. Your mind perceives the tiger is out there, even when there's no tiger in your neighborhood, right? Your brain doesn't know that. It's still looking for the tiger that's going to eat you. There's no tiger. So one of the things that has helped me in the past to get out there and do something on my own is asking myself, what's the worst that can happen? If I try this thing, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? And what would be the best that could happen? When you can kind of play out those outcomes in your mind, first of all, so oftentimes when I ask myself, I'm going to take a risk or I'm going to do something alone, what's the worst that could happen? And I discover the worst that could happen is I end up exactly in the same place where I am right now, that nothing happens. And the best that could happen is something amazing. So then I'm like, well, let's take a step out the door for sure. You want to start small. I mean, if you really are feeling fearful about doing things alone now that your spouse is gone, you're going to start small. You're going to go take a walk. Then maybe you're going to go for coffee alone. It's really amazing. I got to the point that I love Starbucks because lots of people go into Starbucks alone. And I could go in there with my iPad or drag my laptop with me because they all have great internet. I could get a fancy schmancy coffee. If it was lunchtime, I could get one of those little egg bites or you can get great little sandwiches in there with your coffee and go sit at a table and open your laptop or open up your iPad and have coffee. Be sure that you sit near a window so that you can like gaze outside. But there is absolutely, I promise, you no stigma in going into a Starbucks in the middle of the afternoon by yourself because everybody else is in there by themselves or a lot of people are there's a lot of people they work on the road they stop at Starbucks so they have a chance to sit down and update some things on their laptop and have a coffee before they're back on the road so Starbucks is a great place to start to go do something alone you begin to build up your confidence by taking these smaller steps of going and doing things alone. Okay? We all tend to get all up in our head about what other people are thinking when we go out to do something alone. I discovered for me, that was 90% of it. I was all up in my own mind thinking they're looking at me, they're noticing I'm all by myself, they're judging me because I'm all by myself, right? I go into a restaurant to sit down and have dinner all by myself and I'm thinking all the other people in there are thinking I don't have any friends, <laughs> right? This is, this is what goes on in my head. It's what used to go on in my head. They all think I have no friends, that I have to be here alone in this restaurant. Or they think nobody loves me. They don't know I had a husband who adored me because he's not here with me. How embarrassing is this? Oh my gosh, how ridiculous is this? The stuff that goes on in our head when we get all caught up in the drama and all our own thinking. And the truth is, nobody else in the restaurant cares. Nobody is noticing. And they don't even question it, 
right? Because there are people who go have dinner by themselves. I became more comfortable doing it because I had to travel for my work. And I would be flying to different cities around the country. I would be on my own for a few days and I would need to go out and get some dinner. And it, it's funny because if I was at home in my house thinking, oh, I would like to go try that new restaurant, but oh, I don't want to go alone. But if I was on the road, I would be like, where can I get the best enchiladas? And I would go into that restaurant with no qualms whatsoever because it's like it's a road trip. Of course I'm alone. And then there was no stigma attached. And when I started to compare the two situations in my mind, I realized, oh my gosh, all this stuff about going to a restaurant alone is in my head. Nobody cares. They don't know if I'm there from out of town. They don't know why I'm walking in there alone. They're not thinking I don't have friends. They personally actually don't care because they're there to have their dinner, right? So no, they're not judging you. No, they're not thinking, oh, nobody loves her. Oh, this poor thing, she's here eating by herself. Nobody's thinking that. You're the one thinking that. Get out of your own head, right? Your mind does not need to perceive the tiger. Now, the first few times you go out to do certain things, you're going to feel the fear. You're going to feel the anxiety, and it's okay, it's not like something is wrong. It's not like something is broken. Oh, I'm anxious going by myself. A lot of people are anxious going places by themselves. They're not even widows. Nothing is broken. It's okay to feel anxious. You can allow that anxious and you go out and you do it anyway. You can allow yourself to feel a little uncomfortable and a little scared. It's be because you think it's wrong, because you think, oh, I shouldn't be scared and anxious about this, that's what holds you back. That's what holds you back. When I drove across the country, yeah, I had concerns. I was like, hey, a woman alone with her Mac computer thrown in the back of her car that somebody could break in and steal? You know, and I had planned my road trip <clears throat> and planned my hotels. I knew what hotel I was staying at each night. I made the reservations across country. I knew I was going to drive like eight, nine hours from one hotel to the next. And I still had a lot of apprehension and fear about being out there on the road, but it was like, but I'm doing it. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to be as safe as I can while I do it. And I was, I made sure that I would get up early and hit the road as early as possible so that I could hit my hotel about three in the afternoon to check in. That's when most hotels have check-in. There was still plenty of daylight for me to go get some dinner and then get myself locked into my hotel room where I was safe, locked in my hotel until the next morning when I would get up and hit the road again. I played it safe. I was not foolish about it. Yeah, there was some anxiety traveling across country. I can't even tell you all the anxiety and mind drama around selling my house and buying a house in a different state and trying to make all that work. Yeah, there was a lot of mind drama. 
There was so much mind drama, you guys. I hired a coach for myself because I don't just preach this stuff. I live this stuff. I walk the talk. If I'm in a situation where I know some coaching is going to help because somebody else can get a different perspective on my mind, I go hire a coach. I would not tell you all to go hire coaches if I were not a firm believer in life coaching. Coaching changes your life. Coaching can get you through critical moments. Coaching can give you a whole different perspective on what you're dealing with. So yes, hire one of my certified widow coaches. I hire coaches. They hire coaches. They coach each other. It's the best way to get to know your own mind. So doing things alone, as I said, start small, work up to it. Starbucks is a great option. I think going to the movies is another great option. Although it feels weird maybe to go to a movie alone. Um, and realize doing things alone doesn't mean you're going to feel lonely. You only feel lonely if you tell yourself in your head, I'm so lonely because he's not here. That's how you feel lonely. Going to a movie is kind of cool because you're in the dark. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention to you. They don't care that you're alone. And you get to go sit and catch a movie. Just because you can't find someone to go to the movie with you doesn't mean you don't go to the movie and treat yourself. I mean, that's part of it. If you're going to go to the movie alone and you're having anxiety and fear, don't add on worrying about the price of popcorn. Go ahead and buy the dang popcorn for yourself. Get a soda, <laughs> you know, live it up a little bit and go find yourself a good seat in the theater. And don't get all in your head about what you think other people are thinking about it. That's the thing. In all cases, when you do go out and do things alone, be safe about it. Be smart about it. Don't go hang outside of bars at one o'clock in the morning, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> if you do, don't tell me. I'm a mom. I'll worry about all of you. I don't care how old you are. <laughs> Start taking the baby steps. Understand that there is nothing wrong with you that you feel this way. There is nothing wrong with you that you feel anxious or you feel scared. And know that you can allow yourself to feel that way and go do the stuff that you want to do anyway. And it gets easier. You begin to build confidence. And that's everything. So get out there this week. Go try something new. Share about it. Tell me, you can email me, you know you can email me, Joanne, J-O-A-N-N, at joannethelifecoach.com, or come talk to us in the Facebook group, Widows Empowering Widows, is a free Facebook group that I have, a whole bunch of my certified widow coaches are in there, you'll know who they are, because when they post or reply, there's a little shield next to their name, it's a moderator shield, and that lets you know they are a trained certified widow coach, um, 
because there's a lot of people in there that want to give advice and it's wonderful that everybody shares and supports each other. I just want you to know though, when you're actually getting advice from a trained coach in there, as opposed to just shared information between widows, which is what the group is all about. It's all about widows empowering widows. So go check it out. Go check out the widowcoachingcenter.com. I would love to see you in there. When I open the doors on that membership, the doors will not open again until next year. So get in there. If you're on the fence about this, get off the fence. Come check out the Facebook group. I'll be doing live uh, Facebook lives in there and some challenges to promote the subscription membership in the Widow Coaching Center and give everybody a chance to get in there. Okay, get out there. Have a great week. Do something new alone this week and find some joy in doing it. I'll talk to you next week. 